Welcome into the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike, along with Chuck Yip. Hey, what's up, Mikey boy? Not much, man. Good start to the year. Good shows going on. A lot of good stuff. I'm re-watching Severance today. Um, super excited for that second season to come out. A lot of news around White Lotus. Um, Walter Goggins coming into play in the third season. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm pumped for TV. Yeah, it's been a great second half of the year of 2023 and i think we're off to a good start with 2024 because we had you know season finales of fargo season finale of for all mankind we have the start of true detective night country which is wild we'll talk about another episode um but you know this is a special episode i'm pumped for that reason too so can you explain what this is today dude it we're doing our top – we're going to do our top shows of 2023. I've got 25 shows that I wrote down that I watched last year. I think we're going to really dive into what our top 10 is. But I've got I've got several shows, 11 through 25, that were – some were tough to put it to, – to, to leave out of the top 10, and some were like, yeah, okay. Um, but this is our 100th episode, guys. Um, we have been doing this for almost two years. Um, 100th episode this will be releasing, and, you know – you guys know we love TV. We watch so much TV. We decided to do a podcast about it. I'm really amazed that we've made it this far. I'm not going to lie. We've done a hundred yeah. episodes and this is bangers. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, sometimes I think both of us give up on things. It's human nature, but <laughs> we haven't let this die. So no, amazingly. And all you bastards out there are stuck with us. If you're listening. So that's right. We you're going to get <laughs> we're gonna elevate our game in 2024 that's right but when i was going through this list as well i watched 30 shows which i was almost i think last year in 2022 i watched 50 so a drop Ooh, yeah but i think the content wasn't as good and i have a list of shows you know like i'm gonna list real quick of shows that i didn't watch that came out this year that are highly recommended so Primo, Electric Dream, Murder at the End of the World, Lessons in Chemistry, Hijack, Only Murders in the Building, The Curse, Reservation Dogs, The Last Season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Fleischman is in Trouble, Rain Dogs, Copenhagen Cowboy, Daisy Jones and the Six, Bookie, Special Ops and the Diplomat, right? Special Ops Lioness. So this is, I mean, those are just shows I haven't watched that are either popular or critically acclaimed. So a little, little slow this year for me, but like yeah. I said, watched 30 shows. Uh, we were talking right before the podcast. Eight shows I immediately locked in my top 10. And then, yeah. then everything else, the other 22 shows, I could have put at eight and nine. Like, there wasn't, of what I watched, I think there was a solid greatness of eight the great eight not the hateful eight but the great eight the great eight for sure so so it'd be interesting to see your list and how we differ and what other people have out there you know it's it's gonna be interesting because i i i honestly i put together this list and i started it like two months ago and then i started remembering some of the other shows i watched and, and then last night i was looking it over and I was like, no, nah, I think I think this show should go higher, and I think this. And I was just catching myself rearranging a lot of stuff, especially with you know, we just finished some shows that are are complete bangers like Fargo and 
um, and, and stuff like that. And for all mankind just ended as well. So it was trying to find where those fit in based on, based on my excitement from earlier in the year. And it's like, Oh my God, yeah. I gotta remember this stuff. Uh, but it was actually a fun exercise because, you know, I, I watched 25 shows. I'm sure there's some shows I forgot about that, you know, weren't memorable, but you know, there were some shows like you mentioned that we didn't watch, like a lot of popular shows like Wednesday on Netflix. Didn't watch it. Mm. I watched Lioness on Paramount. It was actually a pretty good show. Uh, another show I think came out last year that I watched with Jackie was the Citadel, which had, mm. um, yeah. uh, uh, one of the snows from Game of Thrones and then uh, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers wives. I can't remember either of their names for the moment, but um, it was actually not bad, um, but uh, it got a lot of flack. So, yeah, man, I, I'm right there with you. The top 10 pretty much was a lock. It was just where I had to pick where they landed within that. I knew right off the bat what was top 10. So I don't yeah. know if you want to give me like your like highlights of your 30, you know, 30 to, to 11, or if you want to just run through them, because I probably got some that you have as well. Yeah, so like in my 11 through 30, so, you know, there's some shows on there that like American Horror Stories is, I don't know even to count it because it's like just half a season. It, it wasn't that great with Kim Kardashian. To me, it's kind of disappointing. Um, Murder in Boston, which is documentary, which was really good. Um, I think you used to leave with Tim Robinson, which is some of the funniest, um, you know, sketch comedy or irreverent comedy. Wonderful totally Wave, which is one of my favorite shows, you know, ever. Um, didn't make my top 10, which was tough, but um, Wow. Punk on Earth, The Big Door Prize, Poker Face, Hello Tomorrow with, um, that should have been way better. It was interesting, but Hank Azaria. It had a lot of hype. Which I think... Yeah. Winning Time, yep. Ahsoka, Mandalorian, didn't make my top 10, Shrinking, Jury Duty, White House Plumbers. And then I have, so my just outside of my top 10, which could have easily gone at number eight or nine. I have The Gold, which was with Jack Loudon um, from Slow Horses, which was good. It's kind of slow, but it's a slow meandering good story. True story about Brinks Matt robbery in the UK. Um, Silo didn't make my top 10, which was a good show. Um, Righteous Gemstones, which that I almost put that at number 10, but it, that was a great season. And then Ted Lasso didn't make my top 10. And to me, this was my least favorite season, and I kind of reflected that in my rankings but going back Blanc and I've been re-watching season one season one is amazing like it's just it's, it's head a, and shoulders man it's head and shoulders yeah. above the rest it's it's unbelievable yeah so that was kind of that's my like honorable mentions yeah I've got some honorable you? mentions yeah you know I you know toward the bottom of the list you know I watched how I met your father it was the second season it was the last season they canceled it watched that with Jackie uh, Virgin River, it's a classic Netflix love <laughs> show that I, it, it, guilty pleasure, like to watch. Um, the second and last season of Perry Mason was was in the honorable mentions. Great, but didn't crack the top 10. Um, you know, you mentioned The Mandalorian, Shrinking, Jury Duty. I don't know if you mentioned Jack Ryan, but I had that in the honorable mentions. Um, as well as, uh, you know, I had Ted Lasso uh, down there. 
uh, Ahsoka, and even the Frasier reboot, uh, which was it actually turned out to be better than it, it, I thought it would be. And then uh, I have just outside the top 10, I have The Crown, the last season. Uh, it was really hard to leave that one out, but that's definitely the, the number one honorable mention. Uh, amazing. Actor. Yeah. I still need to watch that. It's good. It's a slow burn, but it's good. I mean, the, the last season was unbelievable. Yeah. But that leads all into, you know, I think pretty much some locks. Um, you know, you had Silo in your honorable mentions. I might have that in my top tens. Um, but uh, I, I think we could run run down these pretty easily and just give a quick, you know, take on why we think it's great. Um, how do you want to fire off with your number 10? And if you and if you've if I've yes. got it higher, you know, we could hold off on it. If you got it higher, then we yeah. can hold off on it. Yeah. Sounds good. So my number 10 is for all mankind. Okay. Why you got what it at you, number 10? Do you have that? Oh, I've got it at number 15. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So that's uh so <laughs> I think it's I think I was gonna leave it out. Like I was gonna put silo or the gold. Righteous Jimson's ahead of it, but I just I just think after the finale, it's reminds like the finale reminds me why I love this show. Um because they really know how to close a season and tease for the next season. Yeah. And this season was kind of like eh, but it's, it's still it still just draws you in some of the absurdity of it. And I'm just a sucker for space. So yeah, I think that's what gets me. And we were both, we'll discuss this on a different podcast, but we were both wildly wrong of, of any, but of like people dying and all yeah. this stuff at the, at the finale. But yeah, our, our bets were way off. I, I did anybody like actually, nobody actually died in the finale. It's no, hilarious. like, <laughs> No. What, is it turning into a Marvel movie now? Like nobody dies. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like every it. year someone multiple people die in the finale. Yeah. There's um, always some huge cataclysmic event at the end of the each season. Um uh, but I agree. I, I you know I, I did it didn't crack my top ten. It was an okay season considering the the previous three seasons. Yeah. The ending was somewhat anticlimactic. But I love how they do tease for the next season because we'll, we talked about that in another episode, um, you know, but the show just it, it wasn't up to stuff to what it used to be. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to next season. If it gets, conf- you know, confirmed to, to be renewed, it has yet to be confirmed. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious yeah. if it is going to get renewed because yeah. they could kind of just leave it where where it is. Yeah. With how it ended. Yeah. 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 But didn't crack my top 10. Yeah, not surprising. I kind of, that was, I kind of tend blank for multiple weeks. And then that was kind of like a today decision. (laughs) So what's your top, (laughs) what's your number 10? I've got number 10. I've got Loki on Disney. Ah, so I never watched that. So give me a reason why I should watch it. Uh, Great. It's a great show about character development and really understanding like the Marvel multiverse and things like that. And yeah, there's issues with, you know, Jonathan Majors, you know, got let go by Marvel and things like that. But um, Tom, I think it's Tom Hiddleston. I think, you know, it plays Loki, just is crushing it as, a, as an actor right now. Um, and the ending is really heartfelt and the character development. Plus, what's his name? Um, uh, double O negative from the Goonies. I can't remember his name. Uh, Kiwe Huan, um, who was in, who won for everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, has, has a character in this show. And so it's really cool to see him in that. 
Um, but it was a great, it was a great end of the series. I, I believe it was the last season. So I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I think instantly comes to mind for me, Loki is uh, Bartleby and Loki from uh, uh, Dogma, Kevin Smith movie. Right. But yeah. I think uh, um, that's Matt Damon. And I think that's Matt Damon. And uh, it's the, the flag. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a big Marvel person, so I haven't seen a lot, but yeah, it does. But I may have it's to a good one. it out. Yeah. Would you have a number nine? Number nine, I had Black Mirror. Ah, did not make my top 10. Did you watch? So I watched all five episodes. Uh, there's a really, I think I did. there's some really good ones in there. Yeah, and for me, I for me, Black Mirror as a concept is why I put it in ten because there's nothing really like it on TV. And every the first one with had Michael Sarah, which was great. The first one of the season, yes, that's it was, right. It was a show within a show within a show, and Inception it, baby, it was just <laughs> like real time Netflix following someone around, like. It was just, it's just so well done. It's so realistic. At first, it seemed so far-fetched, and now everything oh, yeah. is just something that could happen now. Because even the second so, episode was, like, Locke Henry, which was, like, a murder yeah. in Scotland or what? Like, oh, yes. yeah, dude, that was a great season. That was a great season, yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, the mom, or, like, it was, yeah. or, it was fucking wild, like. It was crazy. The third episode was, like, Manson-esque murder of, like, half robot half human people or like a a surrogate for astronauts that are on the like moon and they come home and like they go back and forth yeah um aaron paul just, and uh, uh uh i can't remember the other guy's name but yeah yes yeah yeah that was that was it, a great episode too yeah so i mean for me it's just it's so different than everything else on my list like i said i think our 10 through six are going to be like I don't think we're going to have any of the same shows on there. I think we'll I, have, I think we're have we're going to have one. Yeah. What is your number nine? Uh, Righteous Gemstones. You, yeah, great, great show, great season. It didn't crack your top ten, right? It was. It would be like my number eleven, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But in retrospect, it could easily fit in the top. It's like, tough. Six through ten. Wow. Yeah, the the like six through like thirteen are all divided like they're all within like a point of each other. It's at like point one, yeah. you know, of each other. But the gemstones, you know, I'm a sucker for Walton Goggins and Uncle Baby Billy and just his most ridiculous shit. And the se- like his opening scene for this season was him singing "There Will Come a Payday" down at Zion's Landing. I just do it, just, just hilarious. Man. This season was probably some of the wildest shit yeah. <laughs> in any season. And just from the militia with Steve Zahn, the cousins. Um, we still quote, gotta get fucking Ruby Ridge down here. Like, yeah. <laughs> get Ruby Ridge this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's just really the only. It's definitely the best comedy of the year. I mean, I guess, I mean, 
like pure comedy. Succession, yeah. the bear, Barry is like dramedy. Yeah. Dark you know? comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Gemstones is like the only true comedic show that's on. I that that, uh, yeah, that we're it's, watching. It's old school. It's old school comedy. Yeah. Just it's the whole uh, you know, I think we talked about when we talked about Gemstones, Jody Hill, um Dan McBride, just what they do, they do really well. So good. Yeah. Yeah, the militia, and they're out there singing all the gold in California as a bank in Beverly Hills. Dude, that shit is so funny that they write all that stuff. I don't know if the next season's going to be the last one, but everything that they do is just gold, man. Between your background with Eastbound and Down, Vice Principals, and this, I, it's, it's just, they can't lose, man. Yeah. Like, I this week, I just went back and watched season two of Eastbound and Down, which is the background behind Kenny Powers in Mexico for like seven episodes. It's it's some of the most ridiculous th- stuff you ever see. <laughs> There's a part where it's like, I think it's Michael Pena, who's the owner of the Charos. Great actor. Like, great actor. Many movies. Traffic. Uh, he was in Chips with Dak Shepard, but that's not a great movie. But excellent actor. And him and Kenny Powers are having a fight about something. And Michael Pena's got a ninja sword and Kenny's got his laptop and he's like they're like this. He's like, not my not my spreadsheets. Like <laughs> and then but then like they're they're talking shit and then uh I've been waiting for this. A goddamn Mexican standoff in fucking Mexico. Like and it's <laughs> like it's just like the writing is magnificent. It's just spot on with like it's so good. It's just so funny. And the fact that, yeah. like, in Righteous Simpsons, you've got Adam Devine, um, John Goodman, Edie Patterson, um, the guy who plays BJ. Yeah. This season, you had uh, um, the uh, Wooey Sucker, which is... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, guy. Uh, Nucky Thompson's brother and... I should know that guy's name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's in everything and we like him. Yeah. And it's got like, uh, I mean, Walton Goggins, the acting world class, you know? Yeah. So, so funny, man. Great what, show. Uh, yeah. Would you have it to uh, number eight? So, number eight, I have another show that you're not going to have, but Somebody Somewhere, which mm. it was the second season. That is confirmed for season three. And it was in, it had like a snippet in the HBO promo of all their shows for 2024, uh, along with Industry, which was one of my favorites in 2022. But Somebody Somewhere is, is a show about kind of outcasts becoming friends. Um, takes place in Manhattan, Kansas. So a lot of Kansas State stuff. But um, it's really just a, like about outcasts trying to fit in or trying to be themselves with other outcasts and um, tragedy and you know it's just like life so mm. that's what's fascinating is um, it's just life and I've told many people about it and most people that have started it like eh, it wasn't for me but I don't know it's just 
it's very heartwarming, but it's very well done. I think it's the Duplass Brothers show as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark and J. Duplass, who have done really good work, but um, it's really it's really good. It's really heartwarming. And it's just fun. Like, it's funny, but also kind of like just life. Nice. So, I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And it's 30 minute episodes. Nice and easy. Nice. What uh what's your number eight? I had Silo at number eight on Apple TV. The show was wild, man. It was outside your top ten, right? Yeah, it was just outside. Yeah. Original show. I read the book like around the same time or just after. No, it was like during the show, I think. Um Well the book and... only came out like a few years ago, right? Or like Yeah. It's fresh content. Like it was like 2020, I think, is when it came out. Um, just an original show with uh, Jessica. I think Jessica Ferguson. I think is her name, um, or Rebecca. Common. Ferguson, I can't yeah, Common. Uh, uh, the sheriff. Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember names. But the show was amazing with it being built inside a silo, and you're assuming like the the, the world outside has been like just destroyed. And people go outside and, like, die. Such a great original concept. I mean, yeah, it's been redone in, uh, time and time before, but this was a really cool way to look at it. And, like, poverty versus wealth, high up versus deep down. Not as so much, like, dystopian line crossing. You know, it, it, it borders drawn, but pretty close. So yeah. that was a great show, man. The ending you have it? like... Yeah, off. I... I love like the first three episodes and then the last two, three, two or three, they got really soft and mushy in the middle, but yeah, the, the beginning and the end, the finale is fucking fantastic. It's killer, man. So good. I can't wait yeah. till season two. I think it's going to be, um, you say, is there three books or? Yeah, there's three books. Yeah. Wool, this isn't... shift and dust. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so I was so wrong about what happened. That what's yeah the reveal is at the end. Yeah, and the first the first season doesn't even like cover the like the first book. Like, there's so much more content in the first book. It's it's going to be great to see what they do with the next season. So I think they can stretch it for a few seasons as long as they don't get soft on it. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Um, what was your number seven? My number seven was The Last of Us. I had that higher. Okay. All right. We'll skip that for now. What was your number seven? My number seven was this season of Slow Horses. Oh, so I have that higher. So All right. All right. I like it. I like it. What was your number six? My number six is Beef. Beef. I did not watch Beef. Tell me about it. Beef won, is Won a ton of awesome. Emmys just recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bill Hader's girlfriend, Ali Wong. Um, sorry, I didn't want to do her like that, but she's really great. Stephen Young, um, David Cho. It's basically a road rage incident that changes their lives forever. Like Ali Wong cuts off Stephen Chung, Stephen Young, and it just spirals from there. Like. <laughs> And it be there's a ten there's ten sh, ten episodes of like it just 
devolves, but it gets better and better as you get into the lives and how the situation affects and how it brings them together. Um, I think it's also 30 minute episodes. So, um, we bag on Netflix a lot, but this was Netflix and it was really good. So, um, it's definitely, I fought against watching this for a while because it's so popular and critically acclaimed. And when everybody's talking about it, it tends to turn me off on, you know, like that's why I still haven't seen Yellowstone. Now that it's kind of quieted down the hype on that, I may start watching it, you know? Yeah. Now that it's coming to a close and Kevin Cosner's taking an exit, it may be, I might get into it about mid year here once everybody stops talking about it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I, definitely... I, I had the same, I had the same problem with beef. Everybody was yakking about it. I didn't want to watch it, but Ali Wong is up and coming, man. Like she did that Netflix movie, always be my maybe hilarious had Keanu Reeves in it as himself She's great. <laughs> yeah, and she's really good in this. And Stephen Young, I mean, is in The Walking Dead and other and yeah. um Parasite. There's another show he was in that was good. So I mean, he's been in he's really good. And it was very it was very good. <sighs> nice. So that was, was your number six. Your number six. six. Yeah. 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 What was your number My six? My number six, I had the final season of Barry. I have that higher. Good. So we will go Good. from there. And number five. Number five, I have slow horses. Okay, cool. So, so Tell me about slow horses. Interesting, interesting enough, we're going to be uh, – um, yeah, I thought our top five was going to be similar, but we're already going to be too I, off. So I think our top four is pretty much going to be the exact same stuff. <laughs> No, it's not. Wow, you had one. You had one of my top five shows at number six or seven, whatever. Yeah, or Barry, wherever you had Barry. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So it should be interesting. Now I'm kind of concerned with where you're going. Um, <laughs> uh, but five is slow horses. Um, I just think if you take any British MI5 or crime drama and you said let's create the perfect show you have six episodes and handpick your actors and come up with the best show possible that's what Slow Horses is yeah there's also it's very it's so similar and formulaic to other british crime shows but in the end it's so different because it's got gary oldman and yeah jack loudon but yeah. gary oldman number one and Kristen scott thomas i mean you got yeah two world-renowned actors and all jo of Kristen jo scott thomas jonathan price a, yeah jonathan price too like is this, he, is, he was is in like three Wilder's scenes this season. Yeah. And Chris and Scott Thomas just didn't leave uh didn't leave the park. They just sat in her office like and talked, you know, and that's the beauty of the show is like Gary Oldman this season I mean he does some dirty work, but 
you could make Jonathan Price and Kristen Scott Thomas and be like, hey, come in for like three days, sit in a chair, you know, read some lines and you're done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I love how they, how succinct the seasons are and that they're, as one is playing, one is playing on Apple TV, they're, they're like filming another one and writing the next one. Like, yeah, it's just a machine and they, they do. They have it figured out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That that show, man, you know, the writer of the books, I can't remember his name at this point, but Mark Heron, I think, um, take 007. Who doesn't like 007, right? Now, you still have the park and MI5 that does everything at the top level, and then you got schmucks below that. And so even while, like, slow horses are screwing up all the time, you still have the chess match going on by the elites that is Kristen Scott Thomas and, you know, the other the other woman who's first desk. And just they're going back and forth. And Gary Oldman is this guy who used to play the game that's sitting on the sideline who's like, you're all a bunch of idiots, but I'm going to fix it all. It's just, dude, it's, it's so great. No detail yeah. is wasted. Everything that they do is used yeah. in the show. Yeah, even this season that they bring back Charles Potton as you know, yeah, like it was a point of contention in the finale with Standish and um, Lamb. So like, it's all woven together. But even then, you could watch each season without knowing what happened in the other season because as yeah. a standalone, it's. Like even we get, I'm sure we get to Fargo later. Like yeah. same thing. You can watch each. There's, I think this may be the first season that there wasn't a tie-in to the other seasons, but yeah, or at least not, not that wasn't obvious. But yeah, just you the can watch yeah season separately. So yeah, um, but yeah, yeah so it's, so it's, it's it's such a good show. It's you know classic British show. Six like six episodes, all like an hour long, and then like. Once that show, like we were blown away when the show first, the first season ended, right? And it was like yeah. scenes for season two, and it was already done. And yeah. we got it. We got yeah. season two like six months later. They figured out the formula. I wish everybody else would do that, but it, when you got the content that laid out, it's pretty hard to do. What's your number five? My number five is The Last of Us. Hmm. So and that you was got my that number higher. seven. Oh, that was your number seven. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's just talk about it. The video game was unbelievable. It was groundbreaking when it came out. Then they, they, you know, took the aggressive step to try to make a TV show out of it. And it actually was very well received, highly praised. Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, a lot of other, you know, you know, side characters um, and supporting actors and actresses that just blew the show away. Um, Nick Offerman and uh, Murray Bartlett. I mean, they were both at the Emmys. Nick Offerman won best supporting actor or guest 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 uh, guest yes, actor on it uh, yeah yeah um and, and just that you could have taken just the writing on that show was so great you could have just taken the episode of nick offerman and murray bartlett as frank and bill and it could have just been its own show i mean the, the writing yeah, it could on have show been a movie yeah, yeah. It, was, it was insane um but yeah following like the zombie fallout which is you know they're called uh clickers i think on the show i can't remember uh, yeah. you know wasn't very creature heavy and it was a lot about you know the rest of the world um and trying to figure out how to navigate through the territory i mean it was just a, it was a banger of a show surprisingly yeah yeah it 
was carried out very well. Adapting from video game. My number four yeah. is Fargo. Do you have that higher? No, we're right on we're right on track, man. Fargo season five, number four. All right. I think I think if this was in a if we do this maybe in twenty twenty four, it may be number one. You know, I think two of the three shows we have left after Fargo, we're gonna have the same two um out of the three. But it it may you I'll let you cook on Fargo because you have it's really not a hot take after how it ended, but I, I called it early. It was like three or four episodes left in the season. And I, I went to Chuck and, and Marcus, you know, our buddy from work that also watches Fargo. And I said, you know, hot take. This may be the best season ever of Fargo. And I, I think it turned out to be. I think you guys might agree. I don't I, I don't think Marcus has piggybacked off of that yet, but I know you might agree with that. Just the the show was back on track with where they started with this anthology, the weirdness of it, the supernatural part of it, John Hamm, uh, uh, Juno Temple, uh, all these huge actors coming into the show and just knocking the lights out and having the weirdness of, of old Munch and his background and, and where Monk. the show is going. Yeah. Monk. Ola Monk. Ola Monk. And like, you know, it's of course set in the Midwest and Fargo and, and and Minnesota and all this stuff. And Lamorne Morris plays uh, uh, Whitfar, Office uh, uh, Whitfar. Yeah. Um, it just it was a crazy show. I mean, get, give your take on it. It's just it's it just so, ended, so it's like fresh in my mind. Yeah, and so like this was a you know we were deciding whether we we're going to have this one in. The same with Soul, um, same with uh, For All Mankind, because both of them ended in 2024, but the majority of the episodes take place in 2023. But with Fargo, what I really loved about the season, and I think I think I'm kind of, I think two and five are tied, and then one, three, and four. But I think almost, and there's a little recency bias, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to go back and watch all five seasons in like six months and then see yeah. how we rank it. But the beauty of without giving too much away the finale, because like I said, just came out is it, it was true Fargo. It, it was, yeah. you know, a lot of people, I was reading a lot of Reddit and stuff about the finale and they're like, I wish the shootout scene was longer. And I wish they focused more on that. And like, they don't, they wanted to see more dead, you know, um, you know more dead ranchers or more of the like to see that scene played out but that's not fargo like the violence in fargo is what john ham did in this episode and what yeah. juno temple did in this episode and what it's not like just over the top gun battles i mean there was gun battles in season two and at the motel but then an alien comes out of <laughs> and then like a spaceship comes down like i almost said it's like real it's like when you were saying that i was like it's like reality and then you said that the spaceship thing which was hilarious but like it's not like uh you know it's not like heat where it's just like a gun battle in the yeah. streets of L, you know los angeles you know it's actually just 
it's like dudes who like are gonna die. Like John Hamm, like thinks he's gonna die at the end of this episode. I mean, it's crazy. That's not giving anything well, away, but and, like he's like going headlong into it. Well, and and the philosophies of everybody from John Hamm to his character in here, and then Ola Munch. Everybody and. Juno Temple and um, her mother-in-law. Jennifer Jason Lee. Everybody yep. has a code. They all have their code and ethics, and they stick by it for the most part. And some are willing to die for it, and some are not. Um, the interesting piece to me was the last, what, 20, 30 minutes of it, with um um with how it turned out yeah um was was like my favorite part of the season um, totally great it's so beautiful and just was just reality um and not, I mean, not there's a reality because when Monk starts talking about, like, yeah, his background, you know, yeah, but just him talking, I could listen to a show of him talking about the freaking, um, coming over in a longboat and a man <laughs> stays him, silent for a hundred years, and like him doing the weather would be unbelievable, uh. The Moors is is cold. <laughs> it's just um, it's fascinating. It's true Cohen Brothers dialogue behind yeah. all of that. You know, he he reminded me so much with his with his code right of wanting to you know re, you know extract the debt you know after Juno Temple attacked him in the beginning yeah. of the season, but. It reminded me so much of No Country for Old Men and Anton Chigurh and his like code of like, like you made me do this, so you're gonna pay for it. And like writing that all the way out through the end, he promised he'd kill somebody, and then all the way yeah. through the end of the movie, he fucking does. Like, like the, yeah. the the cool part of the Cohen brothers is like, especially in this season, it's like an immovable object, which is Ola Monch, and an yeah. unstoppable force in Juno Temple. And like them colliding, and then it all culminating in like the last thirty minutes of that show. It was bangers. Yeah. yeah, no, and I think it's a testament to um, to that show and Noah Hawley and yeah. pulling for the Coen Brothers. And I don't, I've never seen no uh, um, country for old men, and I'm gonna see it here soon you gotta. because. Yeah. Um, there's so many, and when you you talked, it was on Reddit too. What you told me last night about the similarities, and many people thought that same thing was going to happen that happened at the end. Yeah, um, but I, I I was listening to a um to a um interview with um Noah Hawley about the end and how he they came up with it, and they didn't know they were going to do that. Um, kind of what to do with Monk, like how to close it out. And yeah, 
he basically thought like what if we do something that's like no country old man but make it different you know yeah and um so i think i think they did a good job um of that so yeah you got you got to watch that because um you know there's a lot of characteristics with munch and um monk 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 uh just so crazy like ethics and morals of what people see as like their yeah. code between debt collecting and stuff like that I just if you love the ending of fargo season five you're gonna love the ending of no country for all men it's, it's so good but yeah. um uh, people can catch the 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 end of that discussion uh on on the previous episode where we talk about the end of fargo but yeah. Uh, we're getting into our, our top three, so it'll be interesting yes. to see where yours lie. Um, I These were yeah. for sure locks, and I kind of changed. I tweaked. I think number one stayed where it was, no matter what. But I think two and three flip-flopped. Uh, what was your number three? My number three was Succession. Oh, wow. Okay, I have that. You have it higher? higher. I have it higher. All right. What was your number three? Uh, the White Lotus. Was the White Lotus this year? that it was all right well let me let me on my uh, judges list. ruling let me double check i read somewhere that was 2022 it was 2022 wow kick yeah. my own ass all right take that out <laughs> all right hey, we all learn yeah all right well then i'll just move the crown up to number 10 all right so my number three would have been Fargo. Fine. Whatever. All right. All right. So my number three is Succession. Yours will was higher than that. So um, yeah. my number two yeah. was The Bear. Oh, same. Yeah. So tell us why we like The Bear. The Bear is I think a you show and I have here. two. You and I have two that i think is my favorite and your favorite we have two different ones but they're back to back but the bears will show that yeah the bears a show that some people will enjoy watching it it is for whatever reason in a comedy category on the emmys i guess it's a dark comedy um and it and as as facts said during the emmys the other night um it's a show that might trigger people might cause anxiety in other people um and is he show... is he a producer or something or is he the creator like why is he was he talking i think he's the actual i think he's the only actual chef like in the cast <laughs> he's I don't know. funny it, like yeah. blanca was like is he in the is he a character in the show I'm like right. a minor one like <laughs> i don't know why he's talking about a He's words, definitely like but... on the outer circle. He's not in the he's not in the core. Like, yeah, he's definitely on the outer circle. But um, you know, the first season was get you get to understand like this like sandwich this beef shop in, in Chicago and you know the dysfunctionality behind it and and you know the main character, um, you know, Jeremy Allen White wanting to change things after his brother died. And and this season was really about character development. And you know, yeah. Chuck Chuck's favorite episode is an episode called Forks. And mine is the episode, yes. I think it's before that, called Fishes. And fishes, yeah. They're exact opposites of each other, where Fishes is loud and chaotic and, and like, hectic. And Forks is very calm and focused and, 
purpose driven. Uh, it's it like one is about like their past, like why they are who they are, and the other is about becoming who you want to be um, and change. And, and that's really the whole core of the show is about change and and be yeah. developing and becoming a better person. Um, won a ton of Emmys as well. Ebon Mossbacher um, won. Uh, I think I think that was for season one. Um, yeah. And I, I think he, in fact, shared a kiss uh, uh, at the at the end of the award during their presser in the back, which was hilarious. <laughs> no, it was during the when they went up on stage. Was it? As he, yeah. So we were watching it at the time because this is like I think it was Monday night on MLK. Like nine o'clock, Blanca was like, "Isn't the Emmys on?" I was like, "Oh yeah," because I was watching football, I think. And then so we put it on, and then watched like the last hour and the. They win the award, the bear wins the award, and Fox goes up there to talk with all the cast, and Evan Mossbacher like goes up to him and just kisses him for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. like it's fucking hilarious. Like, it was great. And then he just starts talking about and yeah, I just read Maddie Matheson is the actor who plays Fox, um, yeah. and he's like a famous Canadian chef and um like is is a real restaurant person. So yeah um but it seems kinda wild. So um yeah but that shows about another show that I think I like so much is like somebody somewhere but on crack because it's it's about family and it's about friendships and it's about survival and dealing with trauma and tragedy and and in the bear season two which you know we're ranking here while the new restaurant is the opening night like carmy's in the freezer yeah it's locked you know but it's like is that self-sabotage because he's afraid of success you know um he was the one we're responsible for having the door fixed and he just put it off. Put it, like, it's all this like yeah. subconscious self-sabotage. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You were saying. No, no, but he's so good. Cause like, I, I watched like the first five or six seasons of um, Shameless and yeah. he's so good in that as well. He, he, yeah. um, Jeremy Allen White. So um, it's just a great show. And it's, I think last year we had season one in our top 10, probably yep. top five, season two. Yep. This year, I have number two. And um, it just, you had yours number two as well, right? With yeah. taking out White Lotus, it is number two now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so. Yeah. I can't say too much. You know, so, you know, there's so much to say about the bear, but, you know, this you know it's growing in popularity the first season didn't have a lot of cameos this season had cameos and they were used properly they weren't just like pop-ins like you know the fishes yeah. episode had bob odenkirk and you know uh, uh john berthold john and all Mulaney. these other people john, john Mulaney Mulaney is just yeah. like so like like you're like where did this come from so they know how to use actors and and the writing is spot on yeah. so and for me number two show the bangers yeah, and this is another one that could be number one in a different year. So, yep. Um, so I'll give you my number one because I know what your number one is now. My yep. number one was Barry, and Oof. you had that number six, where I for sure thought you were in the top five. But I think 
season four of Barry is one of the best seasons of TV. It's super fucking dark. It's not, it, is. it didn't even become a comedy. But I was telling, and, and you know, so when I re- recommend a show, like I'll stick by it. So, like, friends and family will ask me, what should I watch? Or what are you talking about on the pod? What are you watching? So I was talking to my brother and, and his girlfriend, Kelly, about, you know, they're like, what do we watch? We've been watching this and this and this. So I said, watch Barry. Well, so I said, somebody somewhere, Barry, you know, give him a look. And I said, but Barry is like, um, every year is on my top five. And I was like, it's probably going to be number, my number one. And so they watch it and they finished it over the last like couple months and it's one of those shows where they're like the first season was pretty good but then every season got better and you rarely find that in shows where the the trajectory is just a constant you know arrow upwards yeah i think this was this was it and i think bill Hader basically did was in charge of the direction in charge of everything and he told the story that he wanted to tell and i think his and he said this on podcasts i listened to is a different story than he set out to to tell interesting sometimes what makes a great show is when you when you adjust just like in life you know we make subtle adjustments here and there and our paths always take different ways and i think barry's did the same and just it's i don't know it's hard to explain but it's kind of like same thing with the bear because people talk about they tried to watch the first season of the bear and a couple episodes and they couldn't get into it and like you've got to watch like the first two and when you get to the second one and you get to like six and seven you get to um fishes and forks and you're like holy shit this is like what tv is about and that's like to me as barry went along like season three and four is like this is what tv should this is why you pay for hbo this is why you watch shows on here because i don't want to say it's why cable television is dead but everything that's pretty good is 90 percent on streaming platforms just saying yeah yeah yeah. But if you think of prestige shows, yeah, you think of HBO. Now, yeah. for us, it's on Max, but most, but like a lot of people still have regular TV and you know are watching HBO Sunday nights and um, and I think this was, you know, there was a time this year where it was House of the Dragon, Righteous Gemstones. Barry and a hundred foot wave, like on one Sunday night, like, yeah. And maybe house of dragon wasn't on, but like there was three shows back to back where I'm just like, like I was watching hundred foot wave at like seven o'clock live on HBO on Sunday and then eight o'clock and then nine o'clock. And you're like, Oh my God, this is like the best night ever. I'm not leaving. I'm watching yeah. TV from seven to 10. And then, and so, then HBO all of a sudden just took a nosedive and it was nothing then, on then Sunday. After night. all that <laughs> ended, it's like, let's put on the idol with fucking the weekend. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you went from Succession, yeah. The Last of Us, Barry, Righteous Gemstones, 100 Foot Wave. Like, uh, 
almost there's almost 10 shows that were all going on at the same time and they were White all House on hbo plumbers, white which, house plumbers which we, did not make not I, yeah i i should put that but, in there that was definitely a banger yeah but it's like every, sunday night shows hbo that's what they're known for and they really i don't think they set out with barry for that somebody somewhere is also on hbo like that's that's um an hbo show and it's there's a, it's one of their low budgets, but there's a reason why it's there versus Netflix or somewhere yeah. else because it's their HBO does a good job of content that we see did now. Hopefully this year they're coming back because now you have True Detective Sunday Night, which um, we'll talk about, which we talked about in our last episode as well with yeah. For All My Kind. So bangers, bangers on bangers. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Barry, Barry was really great. I, I love Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live, all of that stuff. And then he takes this dark comedic turn, brings in yeah. Henry Winkler, who just steals the show. And the last season was just really dark, but really great. I mean, Noho Hank, Anthony Kerrigan, uh, the yeah. cartel thing going on, and then him just trying to live a normal life in like Kansas or Kentucky or wherever the hell it was, and like him being pulled back into the life. And well, it's just amazing. Got two, two words: the Raven. Like the Raven gave you the fucking Raven. It's <laughs> yeah. Stephen Root with tatted up, yeah. and, and you and you can't oh. forget the hitman while he was in prison. Uh, that guy's here to kill me. Oh my god, he's another SNL yeah. alum. Jesus. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. Yeah, love the cameo. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm so glad Bill Hader was just given free reign pretty much to do whatever he wanted, tell the story he wanted, because it, it worked out. It's definitely top 10 show, probably of all time. I mean, it's it's killer. Yeah. Now let's talk about your number one. So my number one, you had it further down your list. I don't remember what number you had it at, but mine was Succession. Yeah. Um, it was hard to dethrone Succession. Um, Stellar cast. I mean, obviously wins Emmys. Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Matthew McFadden, uh, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin, um, Nicholas Braun. Um, just hilarious and fucked up and family dynamics of a billionaire company. Um, you know, I, I remember getting into the show before it was hot and watching the first season and then it just grew and grew yeah. and grew. And this season, you know, had to deal with, you know, whether or not Logan was going to die and Brian Cox exiting the show and all this stuff and where it would go and and the emotional turn that it took. And it was just, I don't know, just seeing these people just try to take control and it's all for their dad's love. Um, and in reality, like, they, who was the winner at the end of that? Like, in the family? It was fucking great. I mean, Nobody. they had Mike Connor. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was Nobody so was the winner. Yeah, I think no. that was, that was the interesting part about the show is that you think money solves everything, right? And yeah, you know, I always joke with Blanca. I'm like, yeah, if I had all the money, then my life would be easier. It's like, oh, you just have a different set of problems. I'm like, yeah, right. that's fine. I just I I just buy my way out of problems, <laughs> right. right? Like, it's like a tax um, bracket. You're just in a different problem bracket. Yeah, yeah. And it, the funny thing is, like, at the end of the show. And I think this was hard not to have it number one for me, but I just, I mean, if you compile all four, all four seasons, and I've rewatched them many times, it's fantastic. And season four is great. But the beauty of it is at the end, none of the kids were winners. 
And they spent their whole life aiming for that. But at the end, they're even though they're not winners, they're still winners because they still have boatloads of money. And Billions of dollars. That, and that's why, like, you know, I think they ended the show um, when they were listening to the interview from um, the blanking on the creator of the show oh jesse um, armstrong yeah jesse armstrong talking about it it's like we could have done another season but because the, the it doesn't end for them there they're all depressed and this but guess what kendall will start some company his sub-sahara know, news uh, station you know north sahara south sahara uh, Sarah, <laughs> um shiv will go back into politics um Karen Culkin's character will go or like just fuck off and travel the world and then, you know, do something. So <clears throat> the family is still fine. You know, yeah. like they all lived. Yeah. So that's kind of like they never had any they weren't I think we've talked about this when we talked about it this year in season four on the on our pods about it. If you combine all three kids, or even four with Connor, you get one Logan. None of them were equipped to do to run the company. No. So now I argue that Tom is equipped to run the company, because I don't think he's equipped to run the company either. <laughs> but he's He's got strings, man. He's be he's he's a puppet. Yeah. But he can do what the board tells him to do. So Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna answer the scars guard. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, it was it was a wild series. the season was the ender. It was crazy with, you know, Logan dying and all that stuff. But it just it was it's so the top three, it's so hard to rank those individually. I just between the Bear and Fargo and Succession for me, those were my top three. They were all killers. Yeah. Any any yeah. year on their own, they could be number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else? This is always my favorite episode of the year. I agree. Do our top ten list. So. Yeah, we do what we for those who don't know, we do a top top ten at the uh, end beginning of the year, and then mid year we do a we do a check in to see what you know so far yeah. is our is our top so it'll be interesting to see where true detective night country lands on that um you know and and some other shows that come out this year like outer range is supposed to come out this year um <laughs> it's gonna be so i can't weird wait for can't that wait. i cannot wait for outer range there's so, so like good. true detective night country like off to a good start no clue what's going on oh, no clue. we talked about it there, um yeah. there's some good stuff coming out so yeah. Yeah, no, I always enjoy this part of the year, and as this is our hundredth episode, it was really great to re, you know, look back at the year that we had, uh, because we had yeah. some really bangers of shows this year, and it was good to talk about them and, and go through them and, and digest them, because you know, I, I like to watch a show and then dive into it, go on Reddit and all that stuff. So I really appreciate having a, a you know, a, a sparring partner to go back and forth because we don't have the yeah. same ideas all the time, and your ideas are some, you know, I, you'll throw something out there, and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even think of that. So. Uh, it's really great it, that we're coming up on our two-year anniversary, and this is our hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah, and this may be the most diverse top ten list that we've had. Um, I think so. I mean, you did have one show from twenty twenty-two in there, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's good because we have a diverse, we talk about the same, you know, we talk about the same shows, but we do have a diverse subset of things we watch. We have our guilty pleasure stuff. Uh, yeah. And just other shows that maybe fit our personalities, you know, which that, that may be different. So um, we just like to help guide people into what we think they may like or what we like and may not be what you like, but we like it. That's right. And sometimes you have to appreciate the beauty of a show versus, I think that's where it depends how you watch TV. You know, some people watch it for like a show that's just going to be happy and close out. But like for an art, like a show like Fargo and the finale, yeah. like the finale was like a Picasso painting. Yeah. It was just perfect. Yeah. And as it was reading Reddit comments and going like, people were like, that was dumb or that was not what I was expecting or they should have focused on the shootout more. They should have done. It's like, if you're to me, if these are your comments, you don't understand what Fargo is, you know? Exactly. Like, so what we love to bring to the table on the show, just like our thoughts, which sometimes we're way off, but we like having fun and talking about it. So that's right. We're glad that's the fun that part. we're glad that um whoever's listening is listening and yeah we if this is a first time listening we're glad you joined us on our 100th episode so yeah yeah appreciate everybody for kicking it with us this week you know check out uh you know the the other episodes you know last week we talked about uh you know the the end of for all mankind and and the end of fargo and things like that so be sure to check in next week we'll be talking uh, uh true detective night country and, and some other shows that are coming up so Check out that. Check out uh, you know the the website kickingitmedia.com and uh, as uh, from the bear cousin likes to say, cousin peace.